0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get stuck into International Week. That does not mean it's quiet on the domestic front though with Rangers closing in on a new manager with Philippe Clement very much in the race. Scotland has been named as one of the hosts for Euro 2028, Hamden to be specific. And before we get to that Euros, the chance for qualification for the 2024 version against Spain on Thursday. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight, your favourite Tuesday duo, Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Well, an international week, Gordon, with something to potentially look forward to, something to achieve within that. What a difference a couple of years made because we sat here many a time and thought, let's get this international break out the way and move back to club football. But Steve Clark's men have the opportunity to get us to the Euros with a point, but they're up against a Spanish side who are much better than the Spanish side we faced back in March, so it's a tall order. Yeah, they're about for a bit of revenge, but I think that we can safely say they're going with a lot of confidence. What, five games, 15 points? Nothing better than that. We don't fear the Spanish. Let's get on. Senor DL and Senor Wilson <laughs> with you tonight. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. So get your thoughts in. If you are getting excited, if you do want to look ahead to Scotland on Thursday, we are here for you. I've got a funny feeling domestic football is still very much on your mind though and Rangers fans it seems to be moving it seems to be picking up pace and it seems to be heading towards Philippe Clement it looks like Kevin Muscat still very much in uh, that race as well but it does seem to be picking up a bit of pace I wonder what you make of that we'll get you the lowdown on Philippe Clement very soon as well uh, but as interesting as it is what Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale think of it I want to know what you think of it are you happy with that is it would it be Still at that stage Would it be an appointment That gets you excited Would you hope for a last minute Change of heart uh, And you want to throw Something else in there Feel free But it does certainly seem To be heading In that direction What are your thoughts On Hamden Being one of the host venues For Euro 2028 Is that a good thing Is it ultimately a good thing That the Euros will come here Or is it all a bit Shrug of the shoulders Are you not that bothered Do you prefer it When it's in one Host city far away That you can go and travel to uh, would you rather and what do you make of the, the qualification because I think Scotland would still need to qualify um, so you can get all your thoughts in on that what would you like to see happen to Hamden in the meantime um, we'll hear from Ian Maxwell as the show goes on as well so it's 0141 951 1025 that is the number you need so come on down Rangers fans let us know new manager Philippe Clement probably leading the race I think that's safe to say but not Kevin Muscat, etc. not necessarily out of it. So get your thoughts into us right now if you can, please. And I often say this, it's just a personal plea from me, really. The more you speak to us, the less I need to listen to Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale. So think of it as, as doing me a favour, if you can, on the usual number or on Twitter. How was your weekend? Enjoy the weekend of association football? I missed you both terribly. Yeah, uh, good afternoon in the studio. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some good games coming in, then obviously... We all sat in front of the TV, watched the St Martin and uh, Rangers game, followed by Aberdeen and St Johnston, which was a bit drab. I've got <laughs> to say. Your magic TV again. No, no, say, you've made that sound yourself. like we've all no. been together. 
yeah. watching it. I, well, I certainly didn't pay, watch uh, it with him. I didn't watch Aberdeen no. St. Johnson. No, I didn't either. I People were listening I, to I, the I, show. I know, I was only trying, I was only trying <laughs> to say that we take an interest in all types of football. But, you uh, didn't watch any of it. Look, I, I enjoyed the weekend's football. I didn't enjoy the, the mother um, yeah, that's fine, whoever you are um, More the merrier did, did, did That so, sounded like Keith Am I having some or... sort of episode Or did I just hear Hugh Keith <laughs> <laughs> was, was in the building well, Hugh Keith just came a, across there Sometimes that's the sort of thing we would maybe like uh, You know, engineering any would have, yeah. He genuinely isn't here, so I don't know Maybe he just piped in because we're talking about the weekend He's quite yeah, happy But uh, there's some good football Some exciting um, <laughs> bits in the games And uh, well. You know, general results, and I thought the mm. I thought the Edinburgh derby was absolutely brilliant, and exciting. You've both gone mm. coordinated black tonight. Is that because it's slimming? Uh, you, did I not get the memo? I mean, oh, I've gone dark. I mean, you yeah, look like sort, yeah, well, sort of. A, How's the fasting going? Oh, it's brilliant. I'm, I've never been in better shape in my life. And I've Looks got like to you've say. got a shift on the doors for, after this. Yeah, for <laughs> you'd be the worst bouncer <laughs> in the world. You two, yeah. <laughs> you got your age there. <laughs> Sorry, have you got your age there? <laughs> Before you two say anything you <laughs> regret uh, Get your thoughts in on the Rangers managerial search Please do that right now if you can Nice and sharp with that And we will get your thoughts on it On Twitter as well of course But we prefer to do the, the phone thing The old fashioned way So get it over to us It seems to be picking up pace Mark Wilson is that the impression you get? I think so, but rightly so. I mean, Rangers um, had a job to do when they got rid of Michael Beale. They had two games to concentrate on and Steve Davis and Alex Ray had to go in there and be as professional as possible. And they got the job done Sunday. But you'd fully expect the board then to move on and use this time wisely. And obviously work starts, you know, um, probably, I hate saying this, but probably before Michael Beale is relieved of his duties, then people will be sounded out of what the what their availability is would they be interested and then work re the real work can start pretty quickly after that so it was always my opinion that rangers would have someone in place in this international break to meet the players who are left behind from international duty and then to get to work straight away and it looks like that's going to be the case um philip come on looks to be the front runner at this moment in time um and kevin Muscat as well i think Good candidates, we a good track record, experienced, got a past of winning things, uh, and a way of playing. So I think they're two good candidates, and the sooner Rangers can get over the line, the better for all at the club. Yeah, if you want to get your thoughts in on that, please do. We'd love to hear from you. But I tell you what, you two can't be. You know, it's, there's no slacking, there's no resting an in international week. If we're going to get a new manager at Rangers mm. and potentially. European qualification come Thursday night maybe roll on to Sunday if it doesn't happen on Sunday we can maybe start getting a bit nervous uh, but it's all happening Gordon Dale a busy international it's, break this one yeah it's a massive week there's never a dull moment in Scottish football um, from you quite rightly said there Gordon I think all um, all eyes will be on the Rangers situation um, Mark's right I think they'll get a I think there'll be a new manager in place within the next couple of days. I think everything will be sorted by then. And then we look forward to an exciting Thursday night. And I keep saying it. As much as we do know how good Spain are as a nation and a team, and they've proved it many times before in the style of football, we are playing with such confidence. We've got a lot of terrific players. And they're getting better and better. And Steve Clark is doing a great mm. job there. 
I go there with no fear, Ishava. I really do. Come on then, Thursday night. Or the fact that Hamden will be one of the host venues for Euro 2028. Some of the topics that might be on your mind. Now let's start with that Rangers managerial search. So get your call in right now if you can on that. 01419511025. Now, I know this might surprise you because they are two learned gentlemen whose extensive knowledge covers many different subjects. But Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson sometimes just they've overlooked the specifics of Belgian football. So we've brought in a proper expert on the line. Uh, Sven Clays joins us now. He's our Belgian football expert for the evening. How's it going, Sven? Thank you very much. Uh, now, of course, Sven, there are still a number of names, I think, in the in the race for the Rangers managerial position. But Philippe Clement seems to be the, the sort of front runner, if you like. G- give, us, give us an insight. What type of manager would Rangers be getting if he got the job? Um, first of all, I have to say in Belgium, uh, he won uh, three uh, championship trophies in a row. So uh, he's a well-known and he's yeah for his attractive football. I know every coach wants to play attractive football, but he certainly did uh, in Belgium and also he tried at Monaco. So uh, yeah, he's 49 and uh, yeah, he, he just started his career in Europe at Monaco and now he's making he wants to make some career in uh, in uh, European football. And I hope for him, uh, Glasgow will be his next step. Quite often, managers have to arrive to, in a club that's not in, not in a good place, and that yeah. would certainly be the case here. Does he have history of that of arriving and trying to pick pick things up and improve the picture quickly? Uh, yeah, to be honest, yes. But of course, it uh, all has to do with the quality that's in the team. Of course, eh? he likes to play with very attacking wingers. Um, but yeah, like I said, he's very he's known in Belgium for his very attractive football. So uh, I hope he succeeds. It would be good for for. For his reputation, because uh, yeah, he works very hard, of course, uh, with all his uh, staff members. And uh, but uh, to be honest, the latest information that I've got is that they're still negotiating, but there's also still an offer from Saudi Arabia and a third unknown club. So uh, in Belgium, at this moment, nobody is already wanting to confirm that it will be Rangers uh, yeah. by the end of this week. So uh, yeah, and tell us a bit more about that playing style then, because Rangers. With you know being one of the bigger clubs in this country, sometimes winning is not enough. Sometimes it has to be done in a certain way. How would you describe the style of play? Yeah, for sure. That's uh, normally he plays with four four two. I don't know if that's the this type of play. Also, he want to do at Glasgow Rangers, but uh, yeah, in Belgium he also played a lot of four four three with three attackers uh, with two excellent winger wingers uh, who were very fast, and then one attacker up front. Uh, like you all know, Cyril Dessers, he also played at Genk as a central uh, attacker. So, um, yeah, and yeah, he all, uh, did a good uh, job, not only at Genk, but also at Club Rouge. So, uh, at Monaco, the last couple of months were a bit more difficult for him. But, uh, yeah, he's now available since the summer and he really wants to start again. So, that's also the reason why he started to negotiate with, uh, with several clubs at the moment. So Yeah, Cyril Dessers has really struggled in his early Scottish football career would there be high hopes that if it was to be that managerial appointment he's someone that could get the best out of Cyril Dessers pick him up from where he is yeah for sure also he has the same nationality so I think uh, Cyril Dessers will get uh, yeah more attention uh, of this coach so uh, I think it also can be a good uh, yeah a g- great push for him uh, to show us what he's capable of uh, so um, yeah but like he did uh, like Cyril Dessers last year yeah he played for relegation in Serie A so uh, yeah he's really a traveller uh, so uh, some would say a job hopper but yeah he's making a 
some adventure of him, eh, playing in several uh, countries. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it will be difficult because uh, yeah, it's it's a big club, of course. Yeah, well, you're right, and with that comes a, a extremely intense level of of scrutiny and attention and pressure when things don't go well. Yeah. What 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 sort of character are we talking here? Are you confident one that that would deal with that type of pressure? Yeah, to be honest, uh, Clément is really confident, and um, he's also very, yeah, very timid, quiet person. So uh, don't, yeah, it, his press conference won't be very attractive, to be honest. So um, he's just saying what probably everyone tells him to do. But um, yeah, it's 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 a good guy, and um, yeah, he, he, there's not a lot of reaction or a lot a lot of emotions, to be honest. So. Uh, only if he wins, I, I think uh, he will do that. But, but uh, the press conference, uh, to be honest, it's, it's it's a gentleman. It's really a gentleman also on the press conference. So don't expect some uh, big uh, quotes from him uh, already. So. Uh, oh, that's no use. We like the drama. We like the, the excitement of the press no, conference. No, he's not for the drama, so, uh, <laughs> to be honest. So, uh, no. But they also did at Monaco, there was a lot of pressure. And also when he played at Genk in Club Bruges, there was the pressure to, to become champion, and he did. So uh, he became champion three times in a row in Belgium. A very unique... Uh, so, uh, yeah, he was ready to, to do a step abroad. Uh, first of all, it, it was Monaco. And to be honest, we all thought, oh, that's a really, really big step for him, eh, from Belgium League to a top club in, uh, in, in France. So, uh, But uh, I think, uh, and also to be honest, the next step now for, for Scotland, there were several coaches already in Belgium interested in the job. So it was not only Philippe Clement, but uh, to be honest, it was also like Carl Geers, who signed at Schalke 04 in Germany yesterday. So there were several coaches already. So I think there's a good connection uh, between our country and Glasgow. So, uh, yeah, and I hope it will be a success in the future. But, yeah, we still have to wait. There's no official confirmation yet. Exactly. He's heading to uh, Scotland. Yeah, the success... You certainly came in, in Belgium and, and as you mentioned A big step then to Monaco How do you look at What, what happened in, in, in his position As Monaco boss Yeah in the beginning Of course It was very uh, Very difficult eh? A lot of uh, How do we say that Egos eh? A lot of big players Big names It's not the only To make it Make it a team And yeah Monaco was very attractive Of course eh? To live there And uh, yeah Not everyone is focused On football When you go there So uh, it was really Difficult in the beginning to be honest, I don't think he always got the right appreciation from his bosses. But uh, yeah, there was also the link, of course, Monaco. And they have also a team in, in Belgium, Cercle Bruges. So uh, I think there was the connection, uh, how they appointed uh, Philippe Clement, who did really well in the Champions League with Club Bruges. So uh, it was because of his type of play. And uh, yeah, um, But in the end, it was a really a difficult story. And uh, also with uh, the French media, and then it became very difficult for him. And uh, yeah, and then it was uh, a finished story. Yeah, listen, that was a great insight, Sven. Thank you very much for taking the time. No problem. Good no man. Problem. Keep me posted. Thank you. That was Sven Clays, our Belgian football expert. Because I know you two were going to get into that level of detail um, get, about Philippe can... Clement, but you were we obviously busy that. today, so. Sven came and picked up the pieces. Yeah, that covered. Well, he's yeah, got a fifty-one percent win ratio yeah. when you're at as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Sven, Sven obviously didn't know that. So Pisces. Sven was top draw. To be fair, wasn't he? <laughs> hey, very good. Very good. Do you know who? Because and, uh, Andy Halliday, every time he's on the show and we do something, uh, Andy's adamant that that's just some guy in Coatbridge putting yeah. on an accent. But it's just Sven clearly knows his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting through in the um, studio. That's Bowie with an accent. It's going to be. 
Like I said, I feel like we have to keep hammering home. It is not definitely Philippe Clement. If you just tuned in, you might think he'd got the job. It just, you just get that, that feeling, Mark, that it's heading that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, reports were here on his preferred candidate um, and potentially an offer is going to be made to him. I've read reports saying that it could be as much as a four-year contract. Um, but again... He seems to have the right background to take a club the size of Rangers on. Club Rouge, huge club in Genk. Winning the league uh, in his home country is huge. But then getting a real crack at one of the bigger clubs in Europe, Monaco. I know Monaco aren't the Monaco from 15 years ago, but still a huge role. He took it on, okay, it didn't work out, but it goes to show you he's standing in Europe and how he's regarded Mark is a Rangers fan. What do you think of the way the managerial search is playing out, Mark? Well, I don't think... I mean, Clement would be a good uh, appointment, but it's obviously how much transfer budget will I, will I want, how much wages and the financial package where Saudi Arabia, you know yourself, they can offer crazy money. I must admit, yeah, I didn't know that. I'm glad that's why we got Sven on. Mm. Sven feels there's an offer. Um, from Saudi Arabia <laughs> I know where you'd go well, Can you imagine I, Look I, I, I wear my heart my sleeve so, Saudi Arabia all day long Heart in your wallet Sorry Yeah I'm, I'm off there It's a short career And the, the, the people in Scotland The Rangers supporters will accept us What I liked about The the description of I think Would excite Rangers fans But we've heard it before Attractive attacking football Wingers Bags of pace And whatever But When I did hear the Saudi Arabia come into that equation I'm thinking you know usually if they want their man they, they end up getting their man but it'll be interesting to see mm. what he does Mark you, you seem like you're okay with the idea that would be the best word is there someone else well, you'd prefer or I would like to see Derek McInnes Billy Davis is the number two and Steve Davis is the number three just full coaching stuff think? picked I don't I mean, know why? Why? So, what? What makes you think Derek McInnes is more? Um, well, I think we went European with Paul McQueen before and it failed. We went with uh, what was the other guy's name? The American guy, uh, Gasinia. It failed. I mean, we've had a lot of. See, if these guys haven't got big money to spend, that minute. Where Derek McInnes knows the Scottish game. I don't know if he would be good enough for Rangers, and if Rangers fans would accept him. Mm. That, but even big Sam Allardyce has been running the block. And I mean, I think he's got a bit of Jock Wallace in him. Yeah, but Matt, you, ju- you, you just said that Derek McInnes knows the Scottish game. Big Sam's I never bet. managed in Scotland. Aye, but he knows, he knows he's way to do with Brendan Rodgers down south, isn't he? Well, that's, that's quite a list. Um, I just wonder about that stock statement about knowing Scottish football are we not are, are, should we be getting beyond that Costa Coglu didn't this and that's the thing I'm glad you brought it up rather than me because it's just the obvious one that's staring us in the face yeah uh, and you know and Hibs are having an early they're enjoying Nick Montgomery right. so far and there'll be loads of examples if you're a good coach you're a good coach surely yeah I th- I, I, you go back to I think Rangers need the package I think they need the the good coach but I think they need the sort of a strength that Ange Podstrakoglu brought to Celtic. I thought his man management of the club, the players, the mm. press, everything was brilliant. I think Rangers need this stature. Mark really makes do. a fair point though. Mark, this happened last uh, night. I think we had two Kennys, did we not, or something in it, or whatever it was. Um, Mark Wilson. Mark on the line makes the point about, okay, well, how much money is he going to want? How much money is he going to get? That will just be part of the process when you go for any job, but specifically football They'll be interviewing him, but he'll also be asking questions yeah. of, of James Bisgrove and John Bennett. 
he might get some and he might, like Sven, our Belgian expert, said, have to get a tune out of Cyril Dessers, which he, you know, a, a player he knows from the past. Well, it's the job of any new manager going to any club. I, I, I struggle to think of any new manager that's went into any club and binned 20 odd players and thought, I need a full new squad. Doesn't happen, or it's rarely happened. A coach is appointed to twofold to improve the current lot and there will be others added. Now, I don't think anybody can be kidded and, and think that it's going to be tens of millions of pounds he's going to get. And I, I'm pretty sure, come on, I'll never think that as well if it has him, it takes a role. But what he will believe in is his own ability to improve the current squad. That may be a change of shape. How, how many times did we sit on here and Michael Beale um, was criticised for his playing style, his formation, didn't look like it fitted those players. Maybe Clement comes in mm. and his style does fit those players and they do start to perform better. OK, thank you, Mark. What do you think out there on the lines? 01419511025. You can tweet us as well, at Clyde SSB. I must admit, I've had this... I've had a message in from someone who will, will leave their details out, don't want to give their medical history away, but I love this, right? They're actually in getting dental treatment and they dislike the dentist so much that they've got you two on in the headphones to finally to finally answer the question of, is listening to Super Scoreboard like pulling teeth? Like, like literally, that is the situation we're in tonight. Would you rather get your face drilled or listen to Gordon DL? Oh, I'd probably go with the face drilled. Do you know drilled, what I mean? Yeah. Just... <laughs> nah, surely there's better things to listen to than us. But a classical soothing. Something to relax. Hold on, I mean, I don't underplay us. Yeah, you're you a big deal. We're ah, good. I'm We're sure. good. Sitting people... at a dentist here. I dentist. What are they getting done? Go disclose their details. Teeth out. I bet. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, I've had that before. You had I that. I bet the dentists get the other ear put. He's that one. I'll listen. <laughs> and as well. there's another irony: wisdom teeth out. Listening to the two guys yeah. who have absolutely no wisdom between them. Yeah, listen. Yeah. Fair play to him. Oh, one everything goes well. Nine five one one zero two five. Get in touch right now, please. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here. Who knew you two do provide various medical services? Sandra has got a slip disc and she's listening and watching to you two uh, and it's making her laugh and it only feels like pulling teeth when you tell one of your stories, she says, uh, on the back of the patient we had in the uh, dentist's chair. Get better soon, slip Sandra. Disc. Uh, Wisdom teeth. Yeah. What other ailments have we got out there? Can were, uh, Don't ask that. Is okay? ask listening to us? Um, let's bring in Alan, who is a Rangers fan. Alan, what do you make of where we seem to be in the search for a new manager for your team? Uh, good evening, panel. Uh, I was quite happy. I was just saying that to the producer. Mr. Clement sounds uh, as if he's got all the pedigree, and even um, uh, Kevin Muscat. If any of the two of them come in, I'll be quite happy. Uh, sorry, to, I was saying to the producer, no way, Mr. Derek McInnes, no way. Mm. He had the chance to come to Rangers, uh, refused it, uh, according to his agent, Keith Jackson. Uh, the late great Walter Smith told him to refuse the job, which I don't believe. Uh, and I'm sorry, Gordon, but uh, your pal's been in the game for 10 years. Nah. Rangers is too big a club for thinking somebody's been out of football for 10 years. 
He's talking yeah, to you. Oh, you're talking to me. Sorry, you, you took somebody. None, of my, none that, of my pals are trying to get the job as far <laughs> I was as I going know. To say, <laughs> you, you, what one of your mates <laughs> for your Sunday team is trying to take the job? I've got, I've got to say, I, I, you know, you're talking about somebody out to, yeah, somebody that's doing every qualification on their son's got every, everything, everything up to date with everything. But Rangers took a guy in that was in management for about three months uh, because he was a great coach. Rangers need a man manager. And I think guys like Billy Davis, he's in, but people like that fit the bill tremendously. Mm. I don't know who they're going to bring in. I know that my personal opinion is they've tried the great wonder coach. They had Michael Beale. He came in with a fantastic reputation. Doesn't yeah. matter. You need somebody inside what, that dressing what room. What it does me. look like is that we certainly have narrowed down, Alan. And you mentioned you would be happy with sort of either Philippe Clement, Kevin Muscat. Is there a favourite at all? Are they both sort of in a a level playing field for you? Uh, maybe a level, level playing field, but if we go back to the, the old adage, uh, Rangers fans, uh, Kev Musket played at the club, uh, then you get Celtic fans saying, oh, you've got down the same road to Australia and mm. been in the J League. Uh, and I think, I think personally, some of the Rangers players need somebody uh, a bit hard, hard, and they're needing a good kick up the backside, and that's, maybe what we're needing because I think some of them there I think they're too big in the club and we're needing somebody that's going to take control of the club certainly had me worried when he said kick up there but we got yeah. there with backside and I know you're a polite man Alan um, yeah Mark the, the the Clement one we've been saying this no one's pretending that any managerial suggestion ticks every box because you kind of have to appreciate where you're at in the footballing food chain and this, when I say you I mean we in Scottish football um, those three titles he won in Belgium that would be the, the sort of is that the highlight of the CV I take it that's the bit we think well at least this guy's got experience of, of winning something yeah. um, that's not me saying it's going to be a brilliant appointment because the truth is I've got no idea I can't predict the future it's, well it's got to be because it's a manager who's had success not just at one club but at two clubs remember so he's won those three titles with two different clubs in Belgium he's taken the club into the Champions League so he's he's been there at the top table on his own merit the work that he did to get his team there so he's not come in and inherited a squad and then found himself in the Champions League and he's thinking wow how did I get here He's worked at that. Seen a couple of clips of him today. People would have seen him on social media. Some of the, you know, team talks he was giving his side mm -hmm. after those Champions League games. Fairly inspiring. Looks like a manager well in control of a dressing room saying the right things. And, I mean, they're short clips, but you can see why players would want to play for him. Um, and for a, a club like Monaco to come and then take a, a, a shot and, and see if he can really propel them back up the league tells you that some of the bigger clubs in Europe you know look at them favourably so why shouldn't Rangers but Rangers need a figurehead they do need a manager I think they need both they need somebody that can coach as well I know Daz is saying about the wonder coach but they need someone who can lead things on the pitch but also who has the structure who has the respect of the players that are playing uh, underneath him and I think he would bring that Alan time frame wise uh, is it safe to say just everybody's impatient in football I take it you want this done and dusted in the next couple of days I would think so yes definitely as, as you said at the start of the show uh, for the players it's not an international duty get them up to speed and then get the players back I don't know if any of you has heard any of the rumours that uh, Graham Soonis is going to come back and he's been offered a better position in the club and is it Paul Mitchell 
foot, the director of football was at Spurs. I don't know how much is in that. Eh? Yeah, I did hear that. I, I think in terms of Graham Souness, I think the story is you know he's sort of been used as a sounding board certainly for the managerial um, situation. Um, maybe that's one that. The James Bisgrove, John Bennett, I assume when this new guy is unveiled, as the phrase goes, they'll sit next to him and, and be able to answer how the process looked. Um, the the timing thing, Rangers have always been very sort of clear that they just want to get it right. There's no point mm. in saying oh, it has to be this week, you know, and then you you make the wrong appointment. Um, they play on Saturday the 21st of October at home to Hibs. Right now, I guess most of the players are either off or on international duty, Mark. That, that the way yeah. it would probably work right yeah, now. Yeah, probably. Uh, particularly the way Rangers are. You know, that uncertain period. So that, I don't know. Do, do we need to split hairs over a, over a few days? Is, is it still right to try and do it this week? Does it make... I don't know. What difference does it make? Well, I th- look, I think there's no doubt if a manager comes in and he's got a bit of scope to work with the players, then it, it's a favourable position to be in. If he comes in with a day to go to match day then it catches everybody a wee bit in the back foot. So if it can be done, if the deal's relatively simple, then of course they will go ahead and do it. But these things, as I'll tell you, these things are complex. You know, you were right in mentioning, Gordon, that Philip Clement will probably have as many questions for the Rangers board as they have for him about how they want to progress the club and what assurances he's been given about the January transfer window and even beyond that, because surely if you're signing a three or four year deal, you want assurances about the long-term future and the strategy of the football club. So these things take time to thrash out, but no doubt, I think the players, the manager himself, whoever it's going to be, would want to be in that training pitch as soon as possible. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what Mark says there, but if they have to take that little bit extra time just to make sure they've got everything right, I think that's important, Gordon, because you knocked it in the head. Rangers have got to get this one right. Their past records and managers have not been good. Right, and I'm not putting that on the, the, the board just now. They've got a massive decision to make. They've got to get it right. If it takes a little bit more time to sit down and just make sure that they are 100% sure. Now, when you bring in a manager, it doesn't matter if he comes in with the worst pedigree or the best pedigree in the world. You cannot guarantee coming into a, a club like Rangers, Scottish football, if you've not worked in Scotland before, that you're going to be a great success. You're just hoping that all the boxes that you're looking for are ticked and the lad, like a player, as a manager, hits the ground running. Like Postacoglu, for instance. Come into Celtic, everybody doubt him. He was favourite to be sacked by Christmas. He come into the worst mess in the world. Brilliant for Celtic. Goes down to England, same thing. Rangers, that's what they're needing to I, land It was on. a lot easier for Postacoglu, though, because when he didn't hit, really hit the ground running in those first games... He had plenty of time to make up ground uh, and get to where he wanted to get to within the season. This new Rangers manager, if he doesn't start well and it takes a month or two, then you know how do you ever mm. recover this season for that? I know people are saying that the season's over already. Listen, it's October. Who knows what can happen from Man, now they can to win December? The first tro- they can win the first trophy yeah. uh, uh, mm. you yeah. know, of the year. They can win the, the, the League Cup. Um, so... All of a sudden, you could bring in a manager. Look, would he come in? He's got to change the mindset of the squad. He's got to change the, the style of football. He's got to maybe change his, the, the formation. That's all up to his idea. But if he can go off to a winning start, for instance, and go and win the first trophy, 
It'd be a brilliant sort of introduction to Scottish football. Let's hear from Nicholas Raskin on that. He says Rangers can still win the league despite the seven-point gap. Of course we're good enough. We had like six, seven injuries. So it was a hard time. But now we people are going to come back. We have to look forward, work hard, like I said. And you know, we're quite early in the league. That was a very important game. That, that gives us confidence to, to go forward and, and work on this performance for, for the next two weeks. Everything can happen. We just have to do our thing, to do our job on the pitch and take game after game and see what's going to happen. Don't get me wrong, I'm not expecting Nicholas Raskin to sit and say no, I don't think we can win the league, we've got absolutely no chance. Uh, but I wonder what you think of that, Rangers fans, Celtic fans, anyone else who's interested? Um, I mean, it's October, as Mark says. I know we do like to go early here. I wonder what you feel about the prospect, the chances of a recovery from Rangers are within this season. Can that league still be won for you? Uh, do let us know on the usual number. And whilst you get your calls in, do that right now if you can to answer that point. And let me tell you about this. Julie in Renfrew got today's Make Me A Winner call. Did you hear this? And mm -hmm. she's now £104,000 better off. Unbelievable. Oh. She's had a really tough year, so her win's going to really help make things more manageable. And Christmas will be off the scale this year, I'm sure. Wow! Oh my God! Oh, really? Oh, I, I, well, well, I... I'd like to hear you win £104,000. Oh, Listen, oh, let me tell you. That, that, that wasn't just a response. Surely there was more. Surely she was longer. running about the kitchen. If I won £104,000, you would hear my response. <laughs> I can imagine. And I think that. the West well, of Scotland would hear I would well. just be bleak to it, though. I don't think you can win, but somebody out there can win £106,000 tomorrow when we make another call. But you need to be in the draw. Text yes to 61025. Text are £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com. And online entries are £2 as well Or call 0330-880-4523 With those calls charged at a standard rate It's over 18s only All the rules for this network competition are online So if you get the call from us after 3pm Wednesday the 11th Answer within five rings Say make me a winner straight away And the £106,000 could be yours Text yes to 61025 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here It's 0141-951-1025 So please do join us Whether you want to discuss Rangers managerial search Maybe you want to look ahead to Thursday's Massive Euro qualifier Maybe you want to respond to the news That Hamden is one of the host venues For Euro 2028 Or maybe you've got something else entirely Up your sleeve Celtic fans, what are you thinking? I know it's all a bit quieter during the week uh, Whilst your rivals go about their search for a new manager But if you've got something that you want to discuss This is the place to do it A fairly straightforward Convincing, impressive afternoon on Saturday For Celtic, was it Mark? It was um, one of the most impressive, I thought, um, this season. Uh, terrific goal by Hitate. Um, second goal by Palma was, I mean, we've heard a lot about it. We, we watched it in the, or highlights it in the studio, thought, wow, that, that did look offside. But I think the way Celtic played was much better. Still that vulnerability, though, at the back. I think teams, not guaranteed a goal, I wouldn't go that far against Celtic but certainly get more chances and Celtic seem to be getting punished 
when they they give up these chances. But I think from some of their key players, definitely much better. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, even when it went to 2-1, and you're thinking, oh, could this be a, a little shock in the afternoon? But I said right away, I thought Celtic were in control of the game. They played some good stuff. Uh, I fancied them back up the part and score and obviously Taylor scores against his old club. But I do agree with Mark. If I was looking at Celtic just now, if there was a weakness, I would fancy scoring a goal against them. 0141 Declan is on from Erskine. How's it going, Declan? I'm very well. How are you guys? Not bad. What's your thoughts tonight? Um, listen, I know you come as a Celtic supporter. Uh, Regarding the, the new Rangers manager, my, my point is this. Sorry, that's my son. I'm going off there. Um, <laughs> my point is this. This is, in my opinion, this is probably the the most important league title in Scottish football history. And I'll tell you the reason why. The winner of the league automatically goes into the Champions League. Now, for next season, I'm talking about and that's worth something in the region of forty odd million pounds. So therefore, this makes this the most important league title. And if a Rangers manager is going to come in, a new Rangers manager, I think it's going to be very, very difficult for that manager to galvanise the, the group of players that Michael Beale's got together and make headway in Celtic. And I'm, I, I visualise by the time the next Celtic and Rangers derby, then. Celtic will be even further away from Rangers than the seven points um, coming in, going into January of next year. This is really important. Yeah, and yeah. I think the gap will just get even wider, guys. I really, really do. That is an interesting point in the sense that, and I have heard this a few times because obviously the importance of winning or stopping 10 in a row, everyone said that was so important. Then we got our automatic Champions League place due to the boost in the coefficient. And that was labelled as the most important ever. But I do take um, Declan's point because there is a significant change. The format of the Champions League changes for next season. Extra games, extra revenue, and therefore logic would follow. It's very important to um, to win the title this season. Is it the most important of all time? You can decide amongst yourselves. I think we could agree on that. Uh, as the points you've just made, got there, Gordon. But it's always important winning the league if you're... Celtic and Rangers, Rangers and Celtic. Um, it will be interesting. Declan, I think, along with uh, all these fellow Celtic supporters, will be very confident, especially the way Celtic's going about domestically just now. They're looking like they're getting stronger and stronger. As I said, if I was picking a bit of a weakness in them, I think you can score goals against them. Um, but it will be interesting to see the new Rangers manager. Now, the thing is, he's got to work with his players to January, first and foremost. So he really needs to come in and shake the dressing room up a little bit, uh, the mindset of a few of them, get them back playing. Because there's talent there at Rangers. There's no doubt there's talent in the dressing room. And uh, it's surprising, a, a different voice, a different different way of handling things could just all of a sudden energise a lot of the players in there, get get them going, get them winning games, getting them confidence again, and then they look a different side. But that's a big, big job. There's no doubt in that. But I would say financially, this is massive this season. It goes from 32 to 36 teams, I think, in the Champions League next season. Markets formatted a bit differently as well. Yeah, well, obviously it's huge because any team will want to be in this new formatted Champions League. We're, we're in a position where we get automatic qualification. So, of course, you'd want to win that. And then, obviously, the finances take over. So, you can see what Declan's point is, it being the most important in that respect. There have been other ones that have been 
equally important. You touched on them there, Gordon, which had such significance in this country. But when it comes to finances and bridging the gap between us as a country and, well, let's not say England because we're never going to get there, but other comparable nations throughout Europe, then we need our clubs to be in the Champions League to to compete. Um, so it is huge. And it is going to be a huge job for whoever comes in and takes this Rangers job, but it is seven points at the minute. The league isn't done. And I don't think any Celtic player or manager or coach will think mm. that way. I was at the club when we were behind by... I think somebody will be able to tell me. I think it was more than seven points at this mm. stage. I mean, I think they were probably hoping you'd be able to tell mm. them. You know, yeah, having, seen you were in the dressing room. What well, was your big difference? They dropped you. By the way, not far from it. I, <laughs> I got injured and I wasn't in the team, yeah. but we came back. So, listen, it can be done. I don't think anybody should be getting ahead of themselves. But I'll back Declan's point up in the, the way that Celtic are starting to play. What I witnessed on, on Saturday was a lot better than what I've seen. And I think Brendan Rodgers is slowly progressing the Celtic team to resemble something that he had before. So where do the, the confidence levels sit Declan for I, I can't I, it feels a bit daft asking this in October about winning the league but it is through the lens of Rangers appointing a new manager I guess and asking can he overturn it how, how confident are you that, that Celtic just lead from here and don't look back massively confident but the league is not over and Mark's right and by the way Mark I think it was nine points we were behind I you, think you keep yeah. him right Declan you keep so him right Declan high on seven um, and, and I was there the night you scored incidentally oh, thank you I had to find that in guys sorry <laughs> cheers mate put uh, your sat nav on no I'll put it into the side guys um, 7 points the league's not over but if it goes to 10, 11, 12 points by the turn of the year then the, and I'll tell you why I'm pretty confident on, on it is what you said earlier on you touched on earlier on it, start, it seems to be that Brendan Rodgers is starting to get the midfield going. We've got Cameron Carter-Vickers back. Liam Scales is playing out his blooming skin. Um, and it seems to be clicking. Where that, whereas over at Ibrox, it's going in the other direction. That's, what, that's, where my, that's where my confidence comes from. That and I think we've got an elite manager. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think he's spot on. Brendan Rodgers, I've he's always said. He's just been said. pulled over as well. Can you yeah. <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting three points. <laughs> I, I, I said when he came in, he was an elite manager and some may have taken a wee bit of time to warm to that idea again just because of the, the ill feeling for the past. But I think you can see any manager that comes in and restructures are already successful club and, and puts a different style on them as an elite manager to get that across, but it takes time to implement and... It looks to me like he's getting there. Just on that topic, let's throw in a bit from Liam Scales. The Celtic defender claims the last few weeks have been the best of his career. I've always backed my ability to to be able to come into this team and do well and play well. I always thought if I got a chance, I would. It was just seeing the bodies ahead of me. It was hard to see that chance coming, but it came, so I'm delighted with that. I can't take my eye off the ball and sort of get comfortable because... There's people that are coming back fit. There's massive competition in the squad. When I get back, I want to, I don't want that, this to stop. You know, it's it's been the most enjoyable sort of month of, of my career so far. I'd say, just sort of playing playing Champions League, playing every game, playing in the league, like playing back to back games. It's helped me sort of. 
get sharp and, and I think with every game I'm sort of feeling better and more confident and first time around here it was a big jump coming from Ireland and maybe it wasn't ready and I was playing in a different position and a different system and, but the year at Aberdeen sort of gave me a lot of experience in this league knowing what this league's about and now being back it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just it's really enjoyable yeah. There you are things do change quickly in football if you merge Declan's yeah. point and the the, the clip we've just heard Liam Scales helping Celtic secure the most important title of all time says Declan that you wouldn't have had that thought process maybe not so long ago I like that from Liam Scales you know good honesty there it's the most enjoyable time in his career usually young footballers you don't usually come out and say that they feel the pressure he's certainly one that's relishing his, his moment and it's his jeers that he lose at the minute I'll credit him um, he's been different class a lad that looked like he had no future at Celtic at all I like the way he was talking there about, look, I, I had to go to Aberdeen to learn the Scottish game and he picked up the experience there and he played very well for Aberdeen. Fit it into their system, fit it into the right positions, worked away, was given the opportunity at Celtic Park through injuries because I think that everybody, everybody thought he was on his way back to Aberdeen permanently. And sometimes you've just got to grasp that moment And uh, he's certainly doing that Thank you very much to Declan on the line I think as he glances up at the big clock It's that time already What a quick hour that's been Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Play one super scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here So 01419511025 It is Twitter at Clyde SSB If you're just joining us We have been looking at the Rangers managerial developments Philippe Clement seems to be the front runner Not the only one though Kevin Muscat still in the picture And it would appear to be uh, That the Belgian is Like we say, edging ahead If that's the right phrase uh, And it looks like maybe we're getting a bit closer to that announcement So we're getting all your thoughts on that um, of course it is a phone in And you can change the topic So the caller before the break Was mentioning his thoughts On this being the most important title ever Because of the Champions League Reformat next season uh, So if there's anything else you want to add there and you want, Or you want to shift it on What about Hamden being a host for Euro 2028 Is that good news for you? Uh, get your thoughts into us And we'll play this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, it is beat the pundit time. The pundits started the season ropey, but they really are starting to show their strength in recent weeks, which is embarrassing, quite frankly. Chris is in Coat Bridge. How's it going, Chris? Hi, how are you doing? All right, good. Yeah, not bad. How are you? You all right? Not bad, thank good. you. Good. Have you ever played before? I have, yeah. Oh, and? Uh, I've played a few times. I'm, I'm going. I'm going for my hat trick ball tonight. You've won twice. Yes. Some people are greedy, aren't they? Oh. Who have you beaten? Cammy Bell and Jim Duffy. Nah, but ah, you're coming up against the two. No. The two big shots tonight, mate. Who would you rather play out of these two? Um, Mark Mark Wilson. Ah, um, listen, Chris. Seem pretty sure about that, Chris. <laughs> I like Chris. No, no Chris hesitation. Knows any voice. any particular reason? We were old school school chums. We were uh, really, yes. St Ambrose, yes, that's the one. Ah, right. What okay. was he like at school, Chris? Oh, he was. Uh, I couldn't possibly say. I wouldn't like to embarrass him. What's <laughs> <laughs> that mean? I'd love know. to know what that means. Anyway, Chris, I, I'm not trying to be cheeky here, but Chris sounds a lot older, a lot more teacher? mature. You teacher, Chris, Chris is his geography teacher. No, I'm not a teacher. No, no. You just sound more mature than you Mark. Do. Were we in you the same do, year, Chris? Chris? Say again. We'll be in the same year. 
we were. We were in the same class. Oh, that classmate. What's your surname? Don't tell him, Chris. Chris Marshall. Chris, how are you doing? I know, Chris. I know. I met Chris a few weeks ago, didn't I? You did. Ah, I did. And he did say that he was. What is this? Friends reunited. Ah, he's to be the family, Chris. Good mate, good mate. Well, you're going to be embarrassed after this. Well, I just play him and beat him. No, we can't do that. We need to toss ah. the coin. But I need one of you to give me a coin. Hey, Chris, is that Chris? Ah, yeah, Chris you're you always talk a lot about Chris nah, before we nah, come on. Ah, I, I, I like to boy Chris Marshall. Any, a of, any of you two got a coin? I left you and Cameron in here for ah. one night and he stole the 50 pence. Yeah, I, I tell you what nah. I've got. Unbelievable. I've got a trolley coin. Aye, ah, that'll do. Uh, uh, what do you mean? Heads, heads, me, tails are trolley. <laughs> heads could be free advertising for Heads is Arnold Clark. Other car <laughs> showrooms are available. Get all your. And tails, tails, car and tails are. Tails is Clark. Room on the other room. side. What's that? Oh. Heads is Arnold Clark, right, which okay. is you, Mark Wilson, and it is you. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Chums. Chris. Chris, are you okay. there? Okay. <laughs> right, come on, come on. You know, right. Anyway, back on. let's give Mark some greatest hits radio to listen to, so that he can't oh, hear us. Got Madonna Chris. on there for <laughs> Saturday, Saturday night. night. <laughs> Chris Madonna on Saturday. Uh, Chris family yeah. He can't hear you. Remember, he's oh, listening he to Madonna. Can, right, okay. Chris, thirty seconds. Answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know. Okay. Okay. Right, your time starts now. Who's top of the Scottish Championship? Uh, pass. Kyogo joined Celtic from which Japanese club? Yokohama Mariners Who's the only two teams Across the SPFL Without a win this season Pass Which current Scotland international Plays for Luton Town uh, Brown Name any of the clubs Philippe Clement's Previously managed Anderlecht Spider Talk Is a podcast devoted To which Scottish football team Queen's Park True or false Queen's Park Reached two FA Cup finals True Okay, let's bring back Mark Wilson. Mark, can you hear us? Yeah. Uh, what are you saying? Ah, uh, they're easy tonight. Me. They're yeah. easy tonight. You think so? Oh, very much. What so. Madonna tune were you? In Papa, Papa, Papa don't preach. <laughs> one, one of the Chris is in trouble. And you, you're going on Saturday night. I'm going on Saturday. Yeah. So we're off the international break, uh, and you are going to Madonna. I had to check with Chris in the family. Because she was ill I said it's been confirmed well, she's, she's, sure, right? she's back <laughs> So I hope she she's alright yeah. Were you doing anything special With your weekend off? Uh, anything as exciting as this guy? Oh, no, 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 no Madonna Probably you Deacon Blue I'm going to Deacon Blue You're a real gone kid I'll be Is that right? actually a Angel? Seriously? Yeah If MD's listening I'll see you along there I'll Are you sure? Yeah It just sounds made up that I don't know why made up. I would Deacon rather Blue, go and see Deacon the Hydro Blue. Saturday night Doors open 6.30 I'll be there at 6.15 I can know a couple of boys For, for <laughs> the bar Big <laughs> <laughs> vibe on the drums Dunkey's on the drums Same set of questions Mark on. Your time starts uh. now Who's top of the Scottish Championship? Oh no uh, Dundee United Kyogo joined Celtic <laughs> From which Japanese club? Eh... Uh, you can. Who's the only two teams across the SPFL without a win this season? Edinburgh City. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, pass. Which Josh. Scotland international plays for Luton Town? Alan Campbell. Name That's one of the clubs that Philippe Clement previously managed. Club Rouge. Spider Talk is a podcast dedicated to which Scottish team? Queen's Park. Okay. What do you think, Chris? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's pretty tight. 
Mm, Dundee oh. United are top though of the championship Dundee United legend Mark Wilson Chris you must have remembered when he left school to famously join the Tangerines Chris hasn't followed your career back has he? Back in the day Back in the day Way back in the day yeah. He always tells remember he t- told us he knocked back an offer from Man, Man City, City. Yeah. He even United. brought the kid on a uh, contract in remember 50,000 <laughs> signing on a house, a house for my mom da No I've met his da Let me tell you if there's a house involved he'd be Manchester <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's amazing what you can do in word. <laughs> Did you learn that at St Ambrose? Aye. Sorry, it was all well. Computing, uh, what, what Chris. Um, Vissel Kobe was the club was that Kyogo oh. joined from. Near Chris so didn't get that. Nah, he did not. Still 1 0 to Mark Wilson. Oh, did not get the first one either? No. <laughs> Quite poor. I am pretty sure. We've had this question every week this season. <laughs> now I know you producers share the responsibility, right? And so it can slip through the net. I think we've had this every week because they remain winless. Edinburgh City and St Johnson. So note this down for next week, right? Because yeah. they won't play at the weekend, so they'll be back on beat the pundit. We'll be Thursday night. One nil. Jacob Brown plays for Luton. Oh, Alan Campbell's on loan at Millwall. To be fair. I would have went. You yeah, Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not got it. How's Chris? Chris, Chris I've not he got that. Oh Shut well, John, Chris, he did. No mm-hmm. way. What's your score? How do you know One that? One each. Great game. However, Philippe Clement has managed a couple of clubs in Belgium, but Anderlecht was not one of them. Oh, Chris, I'm afraid. So it's two-one to Mark Wilson. Um, Spider Talk is a podcast devoted to which Scottish football team it is Queen's Park you both got it so Mark Wilson stays in front he's 3-2 ahead and Chris that was it. the end of the road for you because you were a bit slower than I Chris was slower. so at the St Ambrose Sports Day was Chris more yeah. of a he did Jammy Dodgers he did, he did Sugar Rush sprinter and yeah it was yeah, yeah. did he have um, Jammy Dodgers in his playbook again a bit of a quirk of <laughs> what does that mean a bit of a quirk of beat the pundit the last Answer was Queen's Park. Next question was about Queen's Park. I know. It's, what are um, these guys doing? No, I have no problem with it. It's just, it's just interesting. Uh, true or false? Queen's Park reached two FA Cup finals and they did, did. equaliser from Chris. He's oh, done no. the tiebreak, mate. He's taking you to the tiebreak. Imagine being a tiebreak. I don't like guy. a true or false. It's just a guess. Chris wouldn't have known that. It's just I a did, guess. I did know that. No, you didn't. Uh, oh, the pals have got to fall out. No, and it's Chris with a K, isn't it, Chris? That is, yes. <laughs> He's looking at it Chris yeah. So you genuinely do remember this guy? Aye, yeah. you oh, no, no, of course. Uh, I met him a couple of weeks ago. Even remember the spelling of his name. Exactly. That was quite unusual. Bit. Chris with a K is unusual, isn't it? Jeez. Well, Chris Commons. Chris Boyd. Chris Boyd. <laughs> Maybe not that unusual then. <laughs> right. Shows what I know. Which means we're off to. Hey, there you are. The live stream's been updated. Chris with a key. Well done. Um, still Coat Bridge with a C, though. Um, mm. Right. We're going to go to the tiebreaker. <laughs> I will ask the question. Chris, I will get Mark to write his answer down. I'll then invite you to give me your attempt, okay? Okay. Kenny Dalgleish, Jim Layton, and Darren Fletcher are the top three most capped Scotland players. How many do they have between them? Write it down, please, Mark. Quickly. So that's. Leighton, Dalgish and Fletcher <laughs> No, no, no okay, No, quickly. no, no, hurry no, up. no, no. Hurry up. Right, that's fine, hurry up uh, Chris, what's your answer? 135 135 oh. says Chris 268 says Mark Wilson Dalgleish has got that Mark Wilson is only 5 out oh. It's 273 Yes! Chris We are key <laughs> Listen to me Dalgleish has got over 100, hasn't he? Jim Leighton's got 90 odds, hasn't he? And Fletch Aye, 
But but hold rest. on, see, be fair with Chris Wickey, right? I'm going to stick up for him. He had one six eight. No, he still one, but he went one six eight, and then I started laughing. He changed it. No, I, just, I saw him change it. He's yeah. allowed. I, he, yeah. he didn't say it out loud. He changed Chris, it. Chris, good time. game, mate. Yeah, calling another time for another pundit. Obviously, Mars was near your strongest point. Uh, subject. <laughs> 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 By the way, it was hopeless at Mars. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Good man. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, yeah, mate. Yeah. That was Chris. Oh, I, I tell you what, you, guy, and Chris, Chris. you and Chris must have had some laugh. He's really, he's, his really personality's good guy. I'll tell you what, though, you've got some cheek to brag about quizzing after the weekend that you had. I mean, I was off on Saturday, but word very quickly reached to me. Now, for anyone who's unfamiliar with the format on a Saturday, we do something called the second half teaser. And the gist of it is, it's a who am I? So, Hugh Evans will generally read out a number of clues, and you, the listener, has to guess who that player is. It's a very simple concept, granted. Um, But it's got a bit of suspense, and usually it takes a while, and we then reveal the answers towards the end of the half. Except it went a bit wrong on Saturday. Let's remind ourselves of what Mark Wilson did. I played alongside Roy Keane and Jerry McAllister, managed by Tony Pulis and Terry Butcher. I gained promotion to the Premier League via a playoff victory and won the PFA Scotland Young Player of the Year and the league in the same season who are that I? is a lot of information but remember go to at Clyde ah, SSB Mark Wilson, Wilson already has it <laughs> Mark <laughs> Wilson already has it he only beat me because he's nearer Hugh I had my paper going over and he next minute he's celebrating <laughs> like Palmer that's a lie <laughs> I showed him the name Pearson and then oh no oh, he's done it he's just <laughs> named <laughs> This is the second time this has happened on the show ever. I think. Oh no! I'm so sorry. Are you okay? I mean, what what is what is wrong with you? I ruined at least fifteen minutes of your time there. I I was on the floor, Gordon. I I couldn't believe it. I was on the floor with my head mad. I could not believe (laughs) I did a Alex Ray. It's the most simple concept. I know. You have listened to the. Featured on the show hundreds of times. I was so happy, I think, that I got it so quickly and I beat him and he was trying to take some of the glory and I just got too excited. See, <laughs> to be fair, it. he got the next one very I got the quickly. next one very quick as Who well. Who was the replacement answer? Just Gary Naismith. Gary Naismith, so it was I. I but apologies. To Hugh, who worked tirelessly By the way, some, on that question. Some people still didn't get the answer. <laughs> Nigel Pearson. Nigel Pearson. Stephen uh, Pearson's an answer every three weeks I on know. the quiz anyway, so Hugh need to change it up. A I'm, bit. I'm desperate Apologies. to. Apologies. I can't wait for a full time teaser now. There'll be Queen's Park questions in there. <laughs> guaranteed. Not Anyway, let's bring in Paul, who's in Kirkluck tonight. How's it going, Paul? Yeah, Gordon. Good. Um, Seeing as we're on an international week, um, can I make reference to Mr. DL's international career? I won't take long. Oh, hold on a minute, Paul. What are you having a go at me for? I'm just, I'm just going to give you a wee, a wee trip down memory lane. Um, oh. You do realise that Gordon did represent his country, Gordon and Mark. At what? At soccer. Right, okay, tell us more. Um, do you remember it, Gordon? You came mm. on as a sub for North Motherwell when they represented Scotland. Against Wales? 
Yes. Well, get your facts right. I played wide right. I was brilliant that day. <laughs> no, no, no. I haven't good authority from my good pal Jerry Mackay. Well, you go and get a hoodie, Jerry Mackay, and tell Jerry Mackay he's talking absolute nonsense. Well, see, in fairness, <laughs> in fairness, right, there is every chance that somebody remembers this better than you do. No, would I remember Wales? And plus, if I. I <laughs> That's not representing Scotland. But, North Motherwell. No, no, no. Uh, it was schoolboy. Uh, no, it wasn't Scotland, it was boys club. Right. Boys club, and we all get picked for Scotland. We were that good a, a boys club. They right? just took your club, the full lot, and didn't pick anyone else nope, from the rest nope, of the country. No, nope. and we, we seems like a very lazy selection. <laughs> the, boy, the boy was busy that weekend, right? <laughs> he, he decided, oh, here we'll just name the international squad tonight. Because here's the thing, Paul. If he told me that story, I'd think he was at it. But obviously, you're that's the true. one that's phoned and brought it up, so it must be true. Well, I haven't good authority. Uh, I, I wasn't good enough to to, to play at those, those levels. But uh, are you Paul with a P? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there we are, Paul. You're right. I don't know if that counts. I don't know if he got a cap, and if oh, he did, he'll have, he'll have lost it anyway. Um, hold on, stop. Sorry. There you go. He's stuck. Great. Um, Paul, what are you thinking about your team at the moment? Yeah, I, I just uh, I was actually wishing Hugh was on because I think. With all the stuff that's happening with Rangers and um, Brendan Rodgers is just going about his business. Uh, the guy Declan was on before uh, stole my thunder saying that he is a, an elite manager. I mean, I, I, I think it's going to be a long time before we have a guy like this back in Scottish football and he seems to be getting to grips now. The, the example being he substituted uh, Kyogo, Hatate and maybe well, it wouldn't have been a really because he scored the winner, but uh, at Fir Park, uh, courageous substitutions, showing them who's boss, and then coming out with the comments to Hatati about he has to press higher and all of that. So, pretty brave leadership, I think, that he's not really getting the credit for. Thank you. I have to agree. Big managers, big personalities, successful managers have to make those big decisions. And they don't just conform to oh well these guys have done it in the past so they're going to do it in the, the remaining 20 minutes of this game they make big decisions and stand by it and I think Brendan Rodgers does that I mean fans could then look back at the Lazio game of course and say well it's a big decision to put Carter Vickers on and maybe that led to the Lazio winner however I'm sure Brendan Rodgers has got broad enough shoulders to stand there and say no I made that decision because I was sure he was going to come back in the team and he would give us something at that time. But it's often his substitutions and maybe his tweaks and tactics that will get him the credit that win games. And Paul's referring to the Motherwell game, of course, where he did make big changes. We, we discussed it in the studio. Kyogo coming off, would you do it? Would you leave him on? Uh, he made a change at half-time. Yang, so he's proactive. He's, he's not really reactive. He, he can see things happening. And I think in his first term round, he had that as well. He had that in his locker, that he was willing to change things to get the best outcome rather than waiting till he was behind. And that's any good manager, any successful manager has got that in their arsenal. The old cliche about the international break coming either a good or a bad time, Paul, were you, do you feel like Celtic were just hitting their stride a little bit? Would you have preferred that that well, kept going on that front or does it give a bit more time for you know injuries I to clear up? I think I made this point earlier on in the season, Gordon. I think they suffer from not playing enough games. Uh, now, managers might complain that they, they like to work with the players and all the rest of it, but people like O, for example, haven't had a lot of game time. Uh, and the new boys coming in, like Yang and, and Palmer, look, uh, you know, they, they look as if they could they could do something. So 
I think I think they're just getting started, um, and you know the record so far, the Kilmarnock game apart has been has been uh, been pretty decent. Yeah, thank you very much to Paul. I like the trip down memory lane with our esteemed colleague as well. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. I'm, I'm not happy with that call. Why? Because I started a game. That was brilliant. <laughs> I can remember it. I, I terrorised. It was Wales. Joy Jones. Who went on to have a great career played that day? I'll never forget it. We swapped shirts at the end. Swap shorts? No. Shirts. Do you know what? This is this is how alarming this is. I think I think you've got have you not got a two of your famous stories mixed up? No, the Chelsea one. Mm-hmm. He played well, we went on to play against each other, Man City. So you played against Joey Jones yeah. at schoolboy level uh, in Wales. And then again when you made your city Scott. debut, and that was the same day that the com- a comedian gave you the yeah, team talk yeah, and you thought he was the coach. Yeah, Eddie <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and this guy <laughs> criticises my career. He starts like that. Thank you very much, Paul. Good time to call. We'll try and get you on next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are in the building, and you can get in touch with them on 0141 951 1025. So please do. Did you hear the big news today that Scotland is one of the, well, I say Scotland, but in particular Hamden, one of the host venues for Euro 2028? Uh, and if you have any thoughts on that, good, bad, or indifferent, Get them in right now. 01419511025. We'll hear from Ian Maxwell on his plans for Hamden and other aspects of that news very soon. So why don't you get in touch in the meantime? I do have a full-time teaser for you. It is Scotland-themed, but I think everyone can have a bit of a, a go at this, even if you're not a keen follower of the national team. It is a very, very good, very difficult question. Let's give it to the guys. Let's get the question up and running. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Score winning wardrobes at their new trade counter at Colville's Road. Stephen Makara has sent this question in. Can you name 10 players from Steve Clark's first ever Scotland squad that played in Scotland at the time, but not for Celtic? Brothy. Let me read the question once more. Can you name 10 players from Steve Clark's first ever Scotland squad that played in Scotland at the time, but not for Celtic? Brophy. Brophy, yes. Eamon Brophy. O'Donnell. Stephen O'Donnell. Uh, Yes, both at Kilmarnock. Seeing a theme developing here. Mm -hmm. Mark Wilson, you want to bring anything to the party? Kenny McLean. John McGinn. John McGinn is not an answer. Kenny McLean? Nope. Why not? Was he not on the squad? He probably was already at Norwich at the time. I don't know. He just wasn't in. He's not there, right? Just accept Patterson. it and move on. No, oh, Rangers. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> Can that eight second delay, Nathan please? Nathan Patterson wasn't in his first squad anyway. No, I don't think he was. 17. Shinny. Graham Shinny or Andrew Shinny? Aye. Pretty both. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Graham was in it. Well done. Clark, Xander Clark? No. Okay, we'll leave it Liam there. Kelly? Leave, I said leave it there. Okay. <laughs> Did you see that? Liam yeah, he was in it actually. Well done. Was right. it? Yep, Good shit, he was right. That's four. So plenty of time. Uh, thanks again to Stephen, and it's full time at Clyde1.com. If you want to send your questions over, you can do so. Let's bring you up to speed on that news that I discussed and get your thoughts over. 
Um, UEFA has confirmed the host venues for Euro 2028 and Scotland will host games in that tournament alongside Ireland and the rest of the UK. This news has kind of been coming, but it was confirmed today. Um, of course, it's a bit different from the traditional format because it is across those countries uh, rather than one nation. We had, I was going to say something similar um, in, in Euro 2020 when it was really spread acro across Europe. Um, but this time, Hamden is one of them. Uh, the majority will be played in England. Wembley, Tottenham Stadium, the Etihad, St James's Park, Villa Park and Everton's new stadium. There's going to be a new stadium in Belfast, the Aviva in Dublin, the Principality in Cardiff and Hamden. So that is the news today. I wonder what you make of it. Get your, your thoughts into us. Um, let's sort of set the scene for you by hearing from Scottish FA Chief Executive Ian Maxwell. Here's what he had to say on the news. I don't think we can underestimate the significance of it. You know, it's, we saw in 2020 when we had limited attendances in Hamden for the, for the Euros at that point, the impact that could have, and we fully expect 2028 to supersede that. It's um, not often that Scotland will be a host of the third biggest sporting event in the world, and we, we're all looking forward to it. We want to qualify automatically. Obviously, we're in a strong position for Germany in 24, and we see no reason why we can't continue that for tournaments to come. Everybody wants to qualify under their own steam and take any dubiety out of that equation, whether that's qualifying slots, whether that's Nations League playoffs or the, or the variety of ways that you can qualify. The most straightforward way is to do that through the group stage and that'll absolutely be your aim. Let's bring in Peter and Bears Den and get his thoughts or questions for the panel. Peter? Good evening, guys. Um, just on the uh, usual qualification, the hosting country normally um, has automatic entry. Now, We'll get multiple countries on this point. Mm -hmm. um, so I throw into the mix that uh, England now want to qualify uh, for it, and UEFA have said that they're holding two places aside for countries that don't qualify. Yep. Where does that leave everybody in terms of actually qualifying or? Just automatic automatic qualification. Yeah. I could be wrong. I don't think this is confirmed as such, but the plan. The expectation is so five host nations that, that we are referring to here: Scotland, England, Ireland, Wales, um, Northern Ireland. So, the it's expected that they will all go through the qualification process. Two spots would be held in reserve for any of the five that don't qualify through the normal process. Now, naturally, there is still a possibility that could be three. Exactly. Um, so, if more than two don't qualify, then it would just be the two best. In qualification that would make it so there is the ultimate humiliation there of like not making it to that to that tournament yeah, whilst everybody else it. at that stage still we should just you withdraw Hamden <laughs> um, gives you a better chance but does it not yeah I guess in theory you know yeah. what I mean yep. and listen we're, we're not that great we will, we're getting great because we're growing in confidence in this squad I think we'll qualify anyway because I think it's getting better and better and I think Steve Clark's doing a terrific job but I think it just gives us like if we've got a better chance with that mm -hmm. uh, avenue I'm prepared to take anything so just to be there Peter if three if three qualify through the traditional route then everybody will, all five will be there does that make sense? Uh, yeah I understand mm. that but would then depend on how different groups are. Sorry, would, Peter. Would Peter's breaking up a little bit. Let's give Peter back to the uh, producer, see if we can get the line cleared up a little bit. 
Um, I, I couldn't really make out the question. I have to have to admit, Mark. But that that's the plan. So it's expected all five go through qualifying um, with two spots sort of reserved for anyone who doesn't qualify. Well, I think these tournaments, you need the home nations because they are the spirit, really, of these tournaments. So you need to find a way of including them. And if this is the fairest way, then fine. If you're going to start splitting tournaments over five different countries, I get that we are quite unique in our place in the world. And I think it works in the UK and Ireland. I think it does. What I don't agree with is the World Cup format where it's going Portugal, Spain, Morocco and Uruguay. Um which is madness. I think we're, we're getting away from what these big tournaments are, a country that can thrive and have everyone descend on it. But they need the home nations to be a part of it, to add the colour and the, the, the full wraparound experience that you get with these tournaments. And if that means, you know, as many as your nations qualifying, then great. But I'm with us. I mean, if we can, through the back door, through being a host nation, then who cares? As long as we're there, we've seen plenty of teams in the past not kick a ball in qualification through all my lifetime, yet pitch up at the tournaments and somehow miraculously find our way into the latter stages. Maybe it's a lot we need. Oh, Peter's gone. I can't get... I, I hope we didn't miss his question. Well, we did miss his question. I, I'm trying to think what we didn't cover. and Maybe I picked him up wrong, but anyway, we can't get him back at the moment. Uh, let's hear a bit more from Ian Maxwell on what this means for Hamden as a venue. Hamden Park's the National Stadium, you know, it's world famous for hosting matches, we're in UEFA House today and the, the video club in the background showing Zinedine Zidane scoring in the Champions League final, which is an iconic moment that everyone remembers and associates with Hamden. As the Scottish Football Association, we want to see games played in the National Stadium, that's the only fitting place to hold such a prestigious event. There will be changes made to the, to the stadium um, in terms of preparation for Euro 28, we need to be realistic about what those are and they'll be, they'll be tweaks and upgrades rather than anything, anything substantial because it's important that we use the, the income and the, the, the interest that this game will generate to help the game across the country and for future generations. You know, Hamden's at a stadium that that will host these games and host them really well, but we need to look at the infrastructure across Scottish football and how we can improve that and advance that to make sure that games the game can be played by future generations. Is it safe to say Ian Maxwell was tempering expectations there a bit and saying don't don't expect a mass redevelopment of Hamden with the stands brought in and 10,000 seats added and all that sort of stuff. It didn't but, sound like that was going to happen. But if he's going to, if he's going to use the money wisely to spread across Scottish football to help our, our teams, Gordon, then I'm sort of with him mm. with that. No, I just meant specifically on, on Hamden, though. Because yeah, I know it gets I, a lot of critics, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It does. And I, and I think the pitch certainly comes into that uh, category. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a great lover of Hamden. I've never been a, a great... Not because it's just Hamden. It's because I've always liked pitches that are near the, the, the sort of a stands, stands right? Mm. When you have that track type thing or a distance between the... I just think it takes away the atmosphere. Let's bring in Charles and get his take on it. Charles? Hi, guys. Hi guys. How's it doing? Um, well, I'm with Azza. I mean, you mentioned some great stadiums. Then I think we ended up with Hamden. Uh, Hamden's a dump. It's, uh, there's no other way of putting it. It's a disgrace, a stadium. Good, I don't believe you're going to show Scottish football or Scotland in a good light, if that's what we're putting on. Uh, I don't like it as a stadium at all. There's some bad seats in it. Um, no, I'll find some other way. I don't think we could redevelop it in time. Uh, I don't think that could be done. Um, and where's the money going to come from? I think that's the, the main question. Um, well, yeah, I, I don't, Mark, it is a difficult one. It keeps it always rears its head. I, I get, it's just Charles' opinion, which is fine. Um, 
I mean, it obviously ticks enough boxes for UEFA. So in terms of it being an objectively speaking, a dump, as Charles says, I mean, it's it's obviously not in that regard. Do you know what I mean? It obviously ticks the boxes. There are a number of really well known stadia in England that that are going to miss out. Um, yeah. It is, yeah. I'm, I'm not expecting people to say it's their favourite. That that's not the intention. It's not necessarily mine either. But well, it shows where it stands with UEFA when it's held. You know the finals that it has done: um, Champions League final, UEFA Cup final. Um, obviously, the Euros were hosted there as well. It's it hosts big concert venues, so you have to be a certain class of stadium to get past the criteria to host that. However, listen, I'm with Daz and with Charles. Very 90s, very kind of set in its ways. Now, before Hamden was redeveloped, I'm sure there was a whole host of people saying that, um, saying that, oh, we'd, we'd rather the old way. We'd rather it stay as it is. Then it's redeveloped and it looks great. That's not to say we stand still. That There's got to be scope to improve. Where do we end up? In 25 years, mm. have we still got the same Hamden that there is now? Football is moving on at a rate that's incredibly quick I think some of the stuff's overstated though isn't it like I'm not saying it is it maximises the, the atmosphere but if you sometimes hear it doesn't have an atmosphere I think ultimately that's just created depends what's on the pitch you, you, the product if you, if you saw Lee Griffith score the free kicks if you saw Scott yeah, McTominay's yeah. last minute winner against Israel as you, as if you saw the Spain game the Denmark game that's a bit of a myth that it doesn't have an atmosphere. If the product's good, it, it, it will reflect that. But clearly, that distance is the bit that concerns most that, people, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, certainly concerns me. Didn't like it, uh, never have. I just feel that, you're right, Gordon, depending on the game, depending on, you know, you talk about that great moment with Griffiths, the two free kicks against England, the roof nearly come off Hamden Park. Um, but from... The stands to the pitch, I think, I, I'm not in favour of these sort of a stadiums. I like the pitch to be why, next I to mean, the why stands. is the track there? I know it was it was redeveloped and put in for the Commonwealth Games and an awful lot of money was, was used for that. It was, the pitch was raised as well. But you've got to think, that it's not as if it's an athletic stadium. It, mm. it doubles up as an athletic stadium. So generally speaking, Charles, are you... I don't know, is, is there any good attached to it that, that brings a bit of money in, that it's a bit of recognition that Scotland's been chosen as a host? Can you, you see any good side of it? Well, if it's just a case of bringing money in because of uh, the sponsorship and the TV coverage and fans coming, there are other stadiums, uh, Murrayfield included. And you mentioned that it must be good enough because it's been picked in the past. There are, yes, there are a number of reasons why a stadium's picked. Um, the country that it's in, for one, the infrastructure... The safety of the country. Uh, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of reasons why they chose the stadium. The fact that it's seated, it's all seated, you know. So, but because it's seated, it doesn't mean it's a good stadium. It's, the slopes are also very shallow. That you're far away from the pitch, and it's very uh, shallow terraces. The, the very first game I football I ever went to was a Scotland game. You know, Hamden will be special, but we need to move on. The world's changed, um, and getting there is a nightmare. Yeah, getting it, getting us yeah. but that—that's that, the thing. Whoever you know, UEFA must decide that the infrastructure is is okay. And I, I agree with you. I've, I'm not disagreeing. I've been mm. there. You sit in that car park and trying to get away from it and stuff like that. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, it certainly can be. Um, but for whatever boxes it, it does apparently tick. Mark, what's your thoughts generally? Like I said, is it, it should it be seen as a bit of a shot in the arm to Scottish football that it gets the bit of recognition we get I don't know without straying into territory that's not 
for us, you know, the economic benefit, that sort of thing? I've got, oh, without doubt, um, you know, the, the benefits here. Was it in the billions that it'll bring to the UK, this tournament? And obviously we'll get a slice of that, but anything that's coming to Glasgow obviously helps the economy here. And it is great to get some recognition because you're picking Hamden and Charles says there are other stadiums here. I think there are other stadiums in the UK that's getting overlooked as well that perhaps we but I mean at the same time as Charles says like maybe you know Scotland was probably always going to get one and you would like you know, to the vast, you would hope the, so yeah. the vast majority of the games will be in England um, the what it, when it comes round do you think it should be you know like Scotland will play at Hamden mm. or do you think it should still just be kind of left open that Scotland games might actually be elsewhere or is that just is that never going to happen does that defeat the purpose mm, no I think it defeats it but Scotland at Hamden Try to think yeah. of other host nations. They always, do they always usually play. Yeah, is that at their all home. right then? Is that what I suppose? What I'm trying to get at? is that seen as a special thing, or is that actually seen as a bit uninspiring? Where you play all your qualification games at Hamden, and your prizes games at Hamden. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, is that, or yeah. or is is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, because for the, was, listen, for the supporters, I've no doubt that a lot of them would like to travel somewhere else. The current army love traveling and travel very well. Not been to many tournaments recently, so I guess they would want to do that for Steve Clark uh, and the players. Home advantage, yeah, home advantage. I would guess that they would be comfortable in those surroundings, having a central base here mm. where they're used to, would benefit them. But fans like to travel, mm. don't they? I think I think you've covered that question well. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with you. I just mean I don't like remember Euro twenty twenty. I mean England played up pretty much all their games. They pretty much got to the, the yeah, final yeah, they didn't on the back of. Did they move? No. You know, Wembley. At, at Wembley pretty much so um, just curious um, Paul says it gives us a great opportunity to develop the grassroots game certainly hope that's the case that there's a sort of knock on effect um, but yeah we'll see thank you very much to Charles on 01419511025 keep those thoughts coming if you so wish in the meantime quickly you two on this teaser 10 players from Stevie Clark's first ever Scotland squad that played in Scotland at the time mm -hmm. but not for Celtic Liam Kelly was at Livingston Graham Shinney at Aberdeen Stephen O'Donnell and Eamon Brophy were at Kilmarnock he's got a good one go I'll uh, give no, you the I'll, glory I'll decide if it's McKenna where was he? Aberdeen Scott McKenna Aye. Yes. was Lewis Ferguson with him at no. Aberdeen? ok we'll forget about him next we'll scrub that out Finlay at Kilmarnock yes Stuart Finlay well done ok we'll get the rest of the answers next <laughs> Clyde One Super Scoreboard hear it watch it Search the YouTube stream now. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Sorry to interrupt you there gentlemen I know you were in full flow <laughs> In conversation about Big Brother I'm sure the nation really wanted <laughs> yeah, to hear that Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to predict straight away Because I just caught the tail end of it That you watch it and you don't yeah. I've never seen an episode of Simple as that and you I know, I know, I know you currently watch I'm watching I'm tuned in Yeah There's a, a Glasgow Get a one there that's. Yeah. Do you know I'm why? Right? I'd love to see you in there. Love that. Imagine you in the Big Brother house. No, I can't. No, no, you can't. Hey, by the way, it's got a smashing big bath in there. Oh, you do love bath night. But people are sitting there watching you in the bubbles. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I know why you couldn't go in it. A big man, I'd be saying. You don't like. A big man in there. <laughs> 
You don't like um, you don't like going to the bathroom if there's other people nearby. Oh, no, no. You've got a toilet phobia. No, I, I, Imagine that. No. Cameras all hooked up. No, he doesn't. Not. He doesn't like yeah. other people going I to the toilet saying, around them either. Listen, listen. I mean, they do you have need a door. Leave the big brother's house if you're going to do that. There is a door though. You know that. It's not like you have to watch. <laughs> He'd be voting to evict anybody that showed the toilet that week. That's not oh, how the show no, works. No, no, that's not my scene. I've got to I say. tune in, big brother. But let's try and bring it even closer to football. Have you watched the Beckham documentary? Love yet? it. I've just I'm finished it this afternoon. One. How good is it? By the way, I'll tell you what, I, I've liked it. Warren number 23 a lot in common with him. Made his big move to Los Angeles, met up with the celebs. I went to Australia, met up with the celebs. There's a lot of parallels <laughs> there with me and the Becks. <laughs> Not really. Not it really. is brilliant though, isn't it? He, he comes over. If MD's watching it, it's fantastic. It's a great watch. Aye, aye, I'm one great in. watch. Aye, so I'll complete the other three, but terrific. What a player! Oh, I, lo I love the moment when he retires and he just he's standing there crying. Oh, I felt it. very emotional. What do you mean, don't ruin it? It's not a film. Well, I know he, he retires, doesn't die. But he doesn't, he's he's old guess what? He kicks, he kicks Diego Simeone and gets sent off. Is that, oh, is that a spoiler? That? By the way, what uh, about you forget the heat he took for that? Ridiculous, isn't what it? What about here? What about Glenn Hoddle? Given it after the game, he was spoken, wasn't he? <laughs> Show over to him. <laughs> Did you forget it was a penalty shoot? I had no doubt David Beckham cost us. I went into the calm down, hold it's a sad, you know, side effect of this job. I went in quite a long, deep thought to myself about how that sort of thing would play out now and whether it would be any different. Because, like, generally, like, social media amplifies everything, mm. right? So you would think that the reaction would be more extreme now. But looking back on that, it seemed like it was like one-way traffic. It felt like there was no one else really was no given the button, opposite button side. For him there. And I yeah. also don't think, I cannot imagine a scenario where the manager would be so outspoken. No, Even no. before the tournament saying, oh, he's, he's not focused, you know, his head's... I, I just can't imagine a manager doing that now. In fairness, he did have a point because he was travelling uh, four hours at a time. Well, was, not to see? <laughs> what about his model shoot? When his wife was uh, giving birth to... Oh, I thought that was brilliant. Mm. He was away having a model shoot with uh, Beyonce and ah, ah, that, still a big mistake though. Wearing the sarong, is that? Ah, I'd like to see you two in that. I think you could sarong. master that. You would, you would manage. I would. I think I legs. could carry that. I could carry out these legs. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Sorry about that last segment. Just delete that from the podcast. Tony's on the line. Tony, what's on your mind this evening? How you doing, all right? Good. You? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks. No, I was just listening to Ian Maxwell talking about. Uh, Hamden getting to the Euros mm -hmm. I think he's missed a trick to be honest I think this is a big opportunity miss for Scottish football in weeks we're struggling to get the games on the TV because they're too busy playing press and just hold it. who cares about that do you know what I mean but um, he's saying that it's going to help the domestic league with the money so surely if that's the case you'd want to show off the best stadiums that you have in your domestic league rather than showing a stadium where nobody likes going to because the atmosphere's terrible a stadium that makes you play two semi-finals one day after the other, when it gets to the second game, the pitch is absolutely destroyed, and that's live on the TV for everybody to watch. I mean, all the eyes are going to be on these games, so surely you'd want to show off mm. the best things that you have in Scotland. And I know you've got gripes with Hamden, and some of them are understandable, but some of that's not that's not going to be reflected at the Euros, though, is it? You know, you picked an example of when two finals were semis were played back to back, and the pitch was bad. It's, it's not entirely relevant to what will happen though when it's when it's hosted here, is it? Oh. It's what he's seen on the TV, seen the state like Hamden's in. Like the last three calls have all said, like the atmosphere is terrible. You, it's a, it's terrible to get to and get back from. Mm -hmm. 
And this is what we are showcasing on a world wide stage. Well, again, some of that is valid, but as we've said, Scotland, Scotland play at the Euros and beat somebody at the Euros. The atmosphere will not be terrible, right? It just no, won't be. Brilliant. It just won't, right? But, and again. And yeah, imagine the pitch has got to be good. That, so, I, it's, look, it's not my favourite stadium either, but no. I'm just trying to maybe bigger picture thinking. Again, that example of what happened with the pitch, that's that's not gonna it's not gonna play out again. I'm assuming they won't have Queen's Park won't play on it the night before the Euros, I don't mm. think. Um and I I'm not saying this is the be all and end all, because I would always stick up for fans. Like, I think we are the the most important and you do want the best fan experience and Tony's right and you're trying to show it off. But just having worked it the three big stadiums in Glasgow on like European nights and stuff, there are probably things behind the scenes that that would need upgraded that the other stadiums that Hamden actually ticks. I mean, I know Rangers in particular recently have, yeah, they've they've sort of started the process. But just as an example, the, the press facilities for like a big Champions League night or a big European international, Hamden's clearly okay on that front. Celtic and Rangers isn't. You know, it, it yeah. still lacks in a so lot of you, those areas. Uh, I guess you're alluding to that might be say easy. the media room compared to Hamden's that be, lecture. That might, be easy, that might be easy to upgrade. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a big deal. I'm really not. I'm just saying that it's worth bearing in mind that there's there's a lot goes into the. the but I think that the main stand at Hamden that that was redeveloped. I think they've done that pretty well. I think when you even see the entrances for the buses and things like that, that maybe fans don't see in the dressing room set up in the indoor arena for warm ups. Mm. Celtic and Rangers don't have that. Murrayfield, I'm not too sure. I've never been behind the scenes at Murrayfield. Somebody could correct me, maybe they have. But I think that's top notch. I think even the press area, we've been lucky enough to be there and cover uh, cup finals and semi-finals. Um, everything put in place and the viewing for that, plenty of space, is great. So they've got that spot on. It's mm. from that main stand out, I think it's a problem I, I that do, sits I with do fans. Want to repeat, I, I have no I completely understand. Tony might be saying, I don't care what the press facilities are like. And yeah. I, I do accept that. But I'm just trying to remind everyone that a, there First is a points. there is a big no, no, not so much that, because I don't care about sticking up for hand and I'm just saying it's worth bearing in mind it's uh, there, there will be a lot of criteria that need to be fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rather no than just well, saying Celtic it, and I Celtic Park and Ibrooks are just better. Well, is there not is there not a star system that you need to get to in Hamden? You, you need to get to to put on oh, big yeah, concerts, big European events. He's, and, he's and obsessed with the concerts. Oh, yeah. yeah no, because it is, by the way, I've been, I've been to Hamden. Madonna. And, listen, mm. there's a reason that... Who, who was the big one? Coldplay and oh, right, you listen, know, Beyonce. And that. No, there's a reason that... Honestly, well... Because he goes well, to... This, the, this is he, what we're talking about. He goes to the Civic Centre. You've, the, you've the lost The infrastructure of Hamden has to tick so many boxes to get to that stage. So... You're right, Gordon. I'm, I'm backing up your point here, but I think behind the scenes, um, let's be honest, where where the big wigs sit at Hamden and stuff, it's it's, it's spot on. It, you can see, to be fair, why that doesn't appeal to fans. I don't of course, of course. Yeah, don't see for a fan's experience, we've all been there, car parts, getting there, getting home from it. We've been in different seats at Hamden. They're not, you know, the press ones for us are okay, but. If you're a guy just pitching up there to support the the, the team, it is a it's a difficult view. Totally from, agree. Yeah. So, right. but there's oh, well, pluses well, well, as well. Well, well. We are so out of time. I didn't realise how late we were, and you've got four more to get in the teaser. Oh, quick, <laughs> players who are on Steve Clark's first Scotland squad that played in Scotland but not at Celtic at the time. John Shooter. Yeah. Greg Taylor. Yes. By the way. Oh, brilliant! Right, two to get quick. Uh, oh, the wee lad up front. Um. Was it Hibs? Hibs, 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 Hibs
That's the he played with Dundee United, we lad. Well, he's not he's particularly wee, but... Nice, but he no, played no. with Reading, Reading, Reading. Mark McNulty. And the last one, he was an Aberdeen defender at the time, and he's now a Livingston defender. Devlin, Nicky Devlin. Um... Is it Nicky? Mikey Devlin Mikey Thank you very much Gordon and Mark We're back from 6 o'clock tomorrow Make sure you join us And Callum Gallagher is up next